0: ...and listen in to her warm Scottish tones, wise heart and wonderful sense of humour... ...as she interviews guests and discusses what it means to be unashamedly human. Hi everyone and welcome to the Unashamedly Human podcast. My name's Jackie Ford and today I'm sitting with a man that I've known for a very, very long time. His name is Jamie Smart. I knew Jamie Smart years and years ago, bought his products, all of his NLP salad type materials... And he's a man that's gone on, on on a huge journey over the last ten to fifteen years, and I'm really, really curious about that journey. And who is this man now, and what is he bringing to the world? So, Jamie Smart, can you introduce yourself, please?
1: Yeah, sure. I, I'm Jamie. I'm a I'm a writer. I'm a teacher. I, I'm a speaker. But but I'm I'm an explorer. Like ever since I was a little kid, I've been really, really curious. I've been curious about the world and how things work and uh, what's going on. And I'm, I've, it, it's kind of interesting. As far back as I look, I've always wanted to understand things. Like I, I, I always found it really, really difficult when people said, Oh, just trust me or take it on faith or whatever. It's like, no, no, no. I got to understand it. But, and so, so what that meant in all kinds of things, that I've been involved in, I was kind of a slow start because I was, I didn't until I understood something, I didn't really want to, uh, uh, like I would try it out and stuff, but I, I really wanted to understand how does this fit together? And, and that's still me. I'm still curious as hell. And, uh, curious about life and trying to understand, life and the mind and people and how the world works and and how we all work and uh, uh, I feel I feel very very fortunate actually because um, one of the one of the you know you asked me to introduce myself if I was in a in a in a word or phrase I would say I'm a lucky guy Jackie I'm a
2: lucky guy I and I
1: i uh most days I get struck at some point in the day how lucky I am, so I'm a lucky guy.
0: How different is that for you, Jamie, compared to you know your teens twenties thirties?
1: well, it's kind of funny actually i I always felt I was lucky, like even when i was even when I was a kid uh when I was a teenager as all I was Jackie, I was always optimistic in spite of prevailing evidence. So <laughs> things, things would be like, cause cause if I was to kind of take you through the story of my life, mm-hmm. if I was to say, Oh, I've always been unlucky. I could just walk you through my life and, and a bunch of people would say, yeah, actually that's some pretty rotten luckies had, mm-hmm. but I, it's never felt like that to me. I've always, I've always felt very lucky and it was, only more recently that i realized that that just just having like i've always had the sense that things will turn out okay and that things are are going to work out not necessarily a a particular project or something Mm -hmm. like that but just that every everything will work out and in in contrast with that i've also always been quite a worrier and quite you know and, and so it's a really weird kind of combination i'm i both totally expect things to work out well and and spend a certain amount of time freaked out about what if they don't and that sort of thing. But I've always been kind of like that, but it's only more recently that I've realized it's kind of, this will sound weird, but it's almost like something something you can rely on. Mm-hmm. I didn't know that before. I just thought it was a, a interesting personality quirk before. I didn't realize that, oh, what if that sense of, good fortune and optimism is uh actually a a reflection of something that's a deeper truth about life
0: it's a lovely space to find yourself in isn't it when you realize that i mean there was something that michael neill said to me years ago and, and and i couldn't stop laughing at the time but there was such a deep truth in it jamie and um you know, as Michael does, he sort of cuts through the bullshit about it like yourself. And he said to me, Jackie, you are not on a racing horse; you are on a rocking horse on the back of a lorry. <laughs> you know, and all of a sudden, it was like, okay, so that control freak side of me that thinks it can control things doesn't really exist. Mm-hmm. You know, and it was just such. um a beautiful moment because for me as well Jamie I've always known things were going to be okay to the point that you know I never really worried about things until I you know so of was in the corporate sector and mm. you know I got caught up in everything that was going on because I was having kids at the same time and we were moving houses and I get married and just got a bit pickled up in my mind mm. but when that changed for you Jamie was that it was obviously a defining moment, but was it very clear that that had happened? Was that insight clear, or was that just you just started to show up differently and you caught up with that later
2: i
1: so what what occurs to me as you hear as I hear you say that is kind of interesting jackie i i when I first started exploring this understanding kind of mm-hmm. my first year, and I had three Insights that really stand out to me. Mm -hmm. Um, And the first was the realization Oh everything you've been looking for outside yourself is actually there within you So that was the Mm -hmm. first one and the second one was I I suddenly realized That the fact that someone can see or feel or hear or perceive Means they have innate well-being within them and that meant me too and so that changed how I work with clients the third one I just suddenly realized, oh, this is principles. This is uh, the basis of how, uh, this is principles for psychology. So those really stand out, but actually, and and I kind of, I've mentioned them, so they kind of stand out more because I've mentioned them many times. But actually it looks to me like, like the last decade has just been a process of seeing the same one or two things again Mm -hmm. and again and again. And, and for me, I don't know. I, it doesn't look like it was a kind of, like, like each of them have been somewhat pivotal in their own way. Like when I saw, Oh, this is principles. Literally, that day, I changed direction in my business i'd been an n l p trainer until then, and from then on, it's like, oh, this is the direction we're going so that was that was the one that had a very distinct kind of binary direction change to it. Mm-hmm. Um, everything else has been very incremental for me it's um It's been like a a slow uh, awakening, or or there's a that's that's how it looks from my own personal perspective. Another possible interpretation of it, because like, I went to a I went to a workshop in July two thousand and nine with Chip Chipman and Jan Chipman and Elsie Spittle. Okay, mm-hmm. and it was going to be one that Sid Banks spoke at, but then he passed away, so they came over to London, and I went to that, and. I remember coming out of the first day of that workshop and Jackie, I was as high as a kite. It was like I'd smoked an ounce of high grade marijuana. I was just so high and Chip had said something. He said, there's information in the feeling. And I I think what happened there was Years and years and years of habitual thinking
2: yeah.
1: fell away, and I just like shot up like a like a beach ball that's been held at the bottom of the swimming pool, and suddenly yeah. goes whoosh up to the surface and then by kind of Tuesday morning, I grabbed it, forced it down to the bottom of the pool, and then slowly and incrementally over the next ten years. <laughs> <laughs> so i think that might be what like i don't know like who knows all all i've got is the perspective i'm looking through but there's a way in which both of those look possible to me because the you know the 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 things that i can say for sure about how we work i can say you know uh number one we're living in the experience of the principle of thought in the moment. And that's it. Our experience is being created from the inside out hundred percent of the time that Mm -hmm. I can say for sure who we really are, who we really are is this divine intelligence. That's who we really are. We're, we're uh, you know, that we're not human beings having a spiritual experience. We're one spiritual being having 7 billion human experiences. So Mm -hmm. I can say that for sure. The rest of it, I can't say that for sure, right? I don't know. (laughs) I don't know what else is going on. Those two things I'm sure about everything else is opinion.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I completely agree with you, Jamie. You said something there that I absolutely love because it's been my experience too that there's a couple of things in my life where I keep getting little insights, Jamie. Mm -hmm. You know, and some of them are with content and some of them are, are not. But I actually really, really, really like that. And I like that for several reasons. Because I'm getting to unpack it slowly. Mm. And, and I like that. And it tends to have been things in my life that I wasn't aware of the level of conditioning or the story behind, you know, the behavior. And it's been beautiful to see that repeat and repeat and repeat. And to see all of these stories, these opinions, these concepts, these, you know, whatever you want to call them, beliefs or values.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Yet in other areas of my life, it's just been like the domino. The domino has just collapsed absolutely everything. Mm-hmm. And I just don't have any thought about it whatsoever. You know, that that, 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 that bothers me. Mm-hmm. So would you say, then that the areas where, you know, it keeps coming back to you you know you get a deeper insight and a deeper insight would you say these are the areas of your life that a you really wanted to change or b you really really needed to see more deeply
1: (sighs) oh geez i don't know um Like, like there are some areas, like, so, so for example, Jackie, if you were to ask me, what's the area of life where, like, what sometimes I'll be being interviewed and someone say, okay, these principles sound great. What have, what's the area of your life where they've made the biggest difference?
0: Yeah.
1: And it's easy. It's the amount of um, love and connection. I experience Mm -hmm. with people like that's been through the roof but I wasn't looking for that Mm -hmm. or maybe I was because maybe everyone is because maybe that's all anyone really wants because when you're experiencing that sense of love and connection what you're really experiencing is who you really are so maybe that like you know I kind of my my sense is in terms of what people really want, everyone's really looking for the same thing. Everyone's trying to remember who they really are. I think that's what we're all doing. Like we may think we're, you know, trying to get a promotion or trying to grow a business or trying to find Mr. Right or whatever we think we're up to, but what we're, What we're really doing is, uh, trying to wake up to who we really are. Mm -hmm. So I feel like that's, that's, it's back to those two things, you know, remember, remembering who, who I really am and, uh finding out how our experience is created. It just comes back to those two things again and again and again. And then, and then I see like what I can promise you, Jackie is anywhere in life where I could really do with seeing something more deeply. It's going to be one of those two things. Like, it's not like I could, it's not like there's 50 things that I might see. It's like Mm -hmm. if there's some area of my life where I'm struggling, it's going to be one of those two things I'm not seeing. And, Mm and, if there's some area of my life that's flying and, and I'm, you know, I just got, I'm not preoccupied with it. then I'll probably just not have much on my mind with regard to those two. I I think that's all that's going on.
0: It's so simple, isn't it?
1: Yeah. Yeah. It, it, it seems that way, except when I lose sight of it,
2: (laughs) it seems
1: like way more complicated.
0: Yeah, I think you and everybody else is <laughs> definitely not unique to any of us, is it? Mm. Jamie, you often speak about this understanding being a, a subtractive psychology. Can you explain to me what you mean by that? And is that a phrase you still use?
1: Yeah, yeah. The The term subtractive psychology is just a, a blanket term I coined to to try and talk about this understanding in a way that's kind of easy for people to kind of get. So it's a subtractive psychology. It's because, because by understanding it, it takes things off your mind. It it removes that which isn't true and isn't relevant and isn't helpful and Mm -hmm. leaves you with what is true and relevant and helpful, which is, you know, who you really are and what you got going for you and how you tick. Mm
2: -hmm. So,
1: so it's, yeah, it's, and it seems more and more uh, relevant these days because people, so many people seem to have so much on their minds. You know, we're, we're in the uh, midst of an information revolution. And there's a, there's a quote by a guy called Herman, Herbert Simon. He said, uh, what information consumes is rather obvious. Information consumes the attention of its recipients. So as, as a species, the, you know, the information revolution has done wonderful things for us. You know, we wouldn't be able to be having this conversation mm-hmm. without the information revolution. And we wouldn't, once we recorded it, we wouldn't be able to share it with people without the information re- revolution. So I'm very grateful that we have these incredible technologies and so capabilities available to us and our attention is being hoovered up by them to Mm -hmm. some degree. And, and that's okay too. Uh, but people, as a result, people have a lot on their minds. And so we're, what we're seeing is what looks to me like a humanitarian crisis in the domain of mental health. And we, you know, we're seeing it in terms of, uh, the increase in, mental health diagnoses and uh, suicide attempts and self-harm and all this sort of stuff in young people. We're seeing it in terms of the male suicide rate. Where So, uh, yeah, um, this understanding looks to me like, and the, the thing is when there's so much information, every magazine has on the covers, you know, seven top tips for this, that, or the other. But the last thing we actually need is more information. Yeah. What we need is something that's going to take away the stuff that's getting in the way of who we really are and what we've got going for us. So that's, yeah, that's why the term subtractive psychology kind of uh, kind of um, makes sense as a way of quickly and easily explaining mm. this stuff to people.
0: No idea. I love that term. And are you guys... Have you guys organized yourself, Jamie, to sort of to look at the kind of work you've just described to to target mental health institutions, to work with teachers? Is there there's something that you're doing in your organization?
1: Yes and no. So we've done various experiments. We did a thing this summer called Resolving the Roots of Youth Violence, where we worked with uh Youth workers, basically. So people who are working with some of the most vulnerable young people. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we did a, um, a joint venture between the Clarity Foundation and the Uplift Foundation to do basically a workshop for youth workers so that they, and it's kind of interesting, actually. So we, we reflected beforehand and thought, what, what would be the most useful thing for youth workers? If we could only give them one thing, what mm-hmm. would it be? And we decided the most useful thing for a youth worker would be to be able to see the innate resilience and well-being and intelligence mm-hmm. within, their, within their charges, within the young people that they're supporting. So then we thought about, okay, well, how can we do that? It's like, well, we have to give them an experience of it for themselves. they got to see it for themselves. Yeah. So one of the challenges for this workshop was saying, okay, for the next two days, we don't want you to think about the young people that you're responsible for at all. We just want you to be selfish and make it about you. Mm -hmm. And for so many youth workers, that was a really big challenge because the very people that are drawn to this work, they care so deeply about the young people they're supporting that the idea of, you know, yeah. Taking their attention off that and putting it, putting it on themselves was challenging. So we did that. And then just very recently, we've been revisioning, okay, what do we want to do? So we we decided to really make it crystal clear. So the latest that we've come up with is that we want to inspire and educate a generation of, uh, to inspire and educate a generation to live uh, lives uh, to experience lives of clarity, resilience, and well-being, and so we're, uh, you use the term organization, we haven't been very organized. Okay. Uh, so we're now organizing to go. Okay, how do we do that? Mm-hmm. So it, it's kind of interesting. It feels like the last decade has been about raising awareness of this, getting people interested in it, training up coaches and therapists and change workers to be able to use it, and so now the plan is to go more mainstream with it. So, uh, again, in terms of organising, watch this space. But, uh, uh, yeah, we've got exciting stuff
0: going on. Oh, I look forward to hearing about that when it starts to happen. Yeah, Your point there, it's just so true, Jamie. People who are in the kind of caring professions, they care more about other people than they do about themselves. They would Mm -hmm. give and give and give until they're completely burnt out. And they wouldn't even know they were burnt out because Mm -hmm. that's just in their nature to be that way. Hmm. I, I've just finished a project actually with um, with 100 women who have all self selected. Um, all 100 of them have been on antidepressive medication, so they've been diagnosed as having mild to moderate depression. Hmm. And within about sort of six six sessions, Jamie, seventy six percent of those women are no longer on their medication.
1: Isn't that cool?
0: It's so freaking cool, and it, you know it. It gives me such hope that that conversation can happen more often because, as you know, every time we, we show someone truth, they show someone else truth. There's this beautiful ripple effect that just keeps happening. And what I love about what you've been doing, Jamie, with your trainings is you've had such a wide range of people come into the fold. You know, from psychologists, psychiatrists, teachers, health workers, whatever. And you know, even if they, you know they don't become coaches or whatever, they've had that experiential learning that you spoke about that's so important. Because that's what this understanding is about. It's about mm. experiencing it first for yourself. And then you can't help but share it with other people because it makes such a difference.
1: Well, and this is it. You know, one of my when I, when I first started talking about my vision for this, when I first saw that this is principles, I started talking in terms of awakened humanity. And mm-hmm. and for me, the kind of the line in the sand for that was the first generation of children
2: mm-hmm.
1: born to a, a generation of parents who already understand this stuff. Mm-hmm. And so I, you know, I used to say, you know, it could be. It could be 20 years from now, it could be 50 or 500 years from now, but that's the the kind of point where everything shifts. But here's the funny thing, Jackie, what I didn't see back then was that even on the journey, those first parents were already giving birth to and bringing up children. So now I speak to lots of parents who are like, yeah, my children have grown up in this in this context and it's really, really cool.
0: Oh god. I mean, you've you've got two daughters, haven't you, Jamie? Yeah. Can you I mean, for me I've got three daughters, never formally taught them about this understanding, but they are three of the most grounded beings I've ever met in my life. Mm. Well, I watch what they navigate in life at their ages. And I think about me when I was their age and I just think I was a head case. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, 'm watching them Deal with with conflict, with um, with relationships, with people, with careers. It's beautiful to watch. Mm.
1: Yeah, it's and uh, and you know, I don't know what kind of upbringing you had, Jackie, but if I look back at my own my own childhood, I. um I'd see two things. The first is I see that I see that wisdom all the way through, even when it showed up in very, you know, uh, perhaps dysfunctional ways or ways that look like divergent from the past, you know, I was big into uh, drinking and smoking and drugs and all that sort of stuff. And I don't see that stuff going on for my own daughters, which I feel Mm -hmm. very, very grateful for. Um, but also i see so many like you know it's it's funny jackie i was doing doing a talk at a school a while back so to sixth formers and i said everyone everyone uh uh everyone stand up so everyone stood up i said okay sit down if you were born after august 1991 and all the sixth formers st- sat down, and the ones left standing up were me and their teachers.
2: Mm-hmm. Said, okay,
1: look around. Anyone who's standing up has no idea what the world's going to be like in 10 years. And everyone who's sitting down has a better idea of what it's going to be like, because all you guys are digital natives. Yeah. And so the world that, um, you know, that I don't know what age your daughters are, but the world that, that, you know, my daughters are both digital natives. They, the world that they're navigating is one that we don't have, we don't have an external roadmap for. So just knowing that each of them has an internal roadmap, each of them has access to that wisdom to navigate a world that a lot of the time looks to me like the pages of a Marvel comic these days, like with, you know, mustachioed villains.
2: <laughs> and it, it, the
1: world looks particularly bonkers at the moment. Yeah. It's pretty cool. I kind of, kind of like it, but there's a lot of room for improvement. Things are in, in, uh, things are in uproar to some degree. It really does my heart good to know that everyone has that inner source of wisdom and that, mm-hmm. you know, that, that that my daughters and your daughters and a whole generation of young people have that within
2: them.
0: Mm. Again, you know, it's just such hope, isn't it, Jamie? Such Mm. hope.
2: Mm.
0: You know, I look at my, my three girls are 25, 23 and almost 21. And my youngest daughter, was down for the weekend a couple of weeks ago, she's going into third year, well she's in third year at university, Mm. she's studying creative writing, journalism and history, Mm. but she's a very artistic soul. and um, she said to me, you know mum, I just want to be paid to be me, Mm. (laughs) I was like you go for it Annie, (laughs) you absolutely go for it, you know, because who you are is amazing, Mm -hmm. you know, and and it, it would be a gift for you to share yourself with the world. You know whereas her father was like, "No, she needs to <laughs> she needs to get you know profession blah blah blah, and I just thought that kid, Jamie, all of her life, has lived life by the seat of her pants, you know, mm. and it's always worked out for her mm. always she trusts it happens
1: It's so funny where the head goes when you said that kid, Jamie, all of her life i thought <laughs> I thought. I, I was like, oh yeah, well he's got paid for being himself. He's <laughs> a damn good chef. Uh, he's got a, quite the entrepreneurial streak as well. And then I then my then you head, got it. Then I got what you were talking about.
0: <laughs> it's my lovely Scottish accent, eh? Yeah, yeah. No, but it is. It's lovely. It's lovely to know that, that as you see, that's inbuilt. Nothing for us to do. You know, it's it's just beautiful. What yeah. about oh, personal relationships, Jamie? Have they changed for you? Well, massively,
1: massively. I mean, everything from uh, romantic relationships to client relationships to uh, friendships to even just like even just speaking to someone at the you know supermarket checkout or something. Most Mm -hmm. of the time, it's it's transformed because. I just feel like, like I'm more there. Like there's more of, more of, more of me there. Mm -hmm. And I, I mean, before I had this understanding, I think it was mostly that just like, I had a busy mind a lot of the time and I still sometimes do but I particularly had a busy mind in a, in a lot of interpersonal situations. And so my kind of, my kind of uh, remedy, if you like, or my, my approach to dealing with interpersonal situations was to, was to get better at thinking really fast. And so I would, you know, think through scenarios and think, you know, the and and it was quite exhausting. And uh I became, you know, over the last decade really, I've become a connoisseur of the experience of connection. I love and and, and this is this is worth worth mentioning actually, like Before I before I Started getting an understanding of these principles. I was good at getting into rapport with people Mm -hmm. But I never really felt connected to anyone and I I didn't have that as a problem like it was just Not something I I used to feel connected to people when I drank
2: Mm -hmm.
1: Uh, but but that was about it. And, and I stopped drinking like 20 years ago. So I just didn't really have that in my life. And I, I wasn't, um, I wasn't bothered about it. It was just like, Oh, that's not really when people talked about connection and stuff, I didn't really know what they were talking about. And then, uh, when I started exploring this understanding, I started to have the experience of connection. And I really liked it. It's like, Oh, that's, and I discovered that there were all kinds of wonderful things that kind of, uh, went along with it. Like, you know, uh, intimacy and, and kind of being able to have conversations with people without, uh, without knowing what was going to happen and just, uh, enjoying that. And, that's become just something it, something that wasn't even on my radar
2: mm.
1: has become profoundly important to me. It's become me profoundly more. important to me.
0: Mm-hmm. Tell me more about the connoisseur part of it.
1: Well, I, I guess, and, and in a way, it, it kind of... It's, it's almost inherent in the experience of connection is that it's not a means to an end. Mm-hmm. It It's an end in itself. It's uh, it, the, the, for me anyway, Jackie, the experience of connection, the feeling of connection to uh, another human being to to myself, to life. It well, I give you an example. So I was reading reading this book this morning, and it's it's called Beyond Beliefs. It's one of the old. It, no, it's a, r- a new book actually. But it was written by Linda Quiring, but about Sid Banks. And so Sid's quoted in there. And I mean, I don't know how direct the quotes are, but whatever. And there's this. I opened the book this morning to read it, and I had highlighted this passage that. Said, uh, what did he say? Something like this. He was. He said, you know, your personality and how you think of yourself—that's a, a disguise. And the way—and if you can penetrate the disguise, you can, you know, find infinite treasures within. And he said, here's how you penetrate the disguise: ignore it. <laughs> Speak. In from inside, live from inside. So I read that sentence, speak from inside, live from inside. And I just fell into a deep experience of connection, which was so peaceful and so beautiful. It just stopped me in my tracks. And so I didn't read anymore. I just dropped the book and just lay there for like, I don't know, 20 minutes or something. Just experiencing now to to me that's hanging out in the feeling of that connection, whether you're by yourself or whether you're with another person or whether you're with a group. I, I released a an audio just an audio clip on my podcast this week um, or last week that that was I was just talking to a group and then all of a sudden we just fell into this deep quiet space but it's not that like it's that kind of quiet that when it when it's when you're experiencing it it's like the silence is full of something there's a richness and a fullness there that uh, I just find really really nourishing and rich it's like there's it's got a a replenishing quality to it. It's got a... It seems like a very insight-friendly space.
2: Mm.
1: And so it looks to me, Jackie, like the experience of connection is something to be savored. It's something to be... Languished in, and I love it. It's, uh, so I guess, I guess, actually, if I think about it, Jackie. The idea for me of becoming a a connoisseur of connection is because if if I use the 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 comparison of rapport
2: mm-hmm. from what
1: I used to an rapport was always a means to an end
2: mm-hmm.
1: I, and it was kind of a thing that you did in order to accomplish something whereas connection while it does have you know like when i'm working with clients what i'm mainly doing along the way is finding my way into a an experience of connection with them and often wonderful things happen Mm
2: -hmm.
1: from i don't want to say as a result of that because i don't think it's conditional but that seems to make it easier for people to have insights and realizations but the experience of connection it it's like it has a value in and of its self it's something that is uh it's beautiful
0: mm. yeah so what makes jamie smart unashamedly human
1: you know I was thinking about that when you told me the name of the podcast mm. and I thought what is it what does it mean unashamedly human and all I could think of is like well when people say to me you should be ashamed of yourself <laughs> like I'm not <laughs> and that's, that's pretty much that's what I can come up with I I you know here's what's coming to me right now Jackie is for 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 some of my for some of my life and for some of some of my experience with this understanding actually, I was trying to do it right, and I was trying to be uh, uh, trying to i don 't know trying to be uh, good and trying to be like try to do it the way you know trying to you know i I got confused, I guess, because the thing that really strikes me as I sit here talking to you is if what we're talking about is principles, then they're big enough and ugly enough to take care of themselves. They're principles. So they're, they're preexisting facts. So they don't have opinions. They don't have rules. They don't have any of that stuff. But of course, all of us who are learning them and exploring them and passionate about them, we're people and we uh, have belief systems and we have cultures and we have communities and all that sort of stuff. And so I was just confusing principles with things like community mores and that sort of thing. And what I realized was if I am going to like my, my, my desire in life is to live the life. I'm here to live, whatever that is. And to, to do and to live a, uh, what I call a God centered life, mm-hmm. a life where I'm in service of, uh, the divine intelligence behind life. That's what I, that's what makes sense to me. Um, And so if I'm living a God-centered life, then the most um, important thing at all times is to be true to who I really am, to to my inner self, you might say. And my experience so far is if I'm being true to my inner self, Geez, I piss a lot of people off, um, <laughs> and and um, that's okay.
0: It's perfectly okay, Jamie. To me, that's what being unashamedly human is. It's it's about being who you are meant to be in this world in every given moment of your time here, doing what you're meant to do. And some of us are here to disrupt, and others aren't, Jamie. Hmm
1: and so yeah i i I call it like i see it and i do what makes sense to me and my level of understanding and then i sometimes piss people off and when they say you should be ashamed of yourself i say i'm not
2: there
0: you go (laughs) perfect jamie smart thank you so much for being a guest on unashamedly human podcast i've really enjoyed your company
1: Thank you for having me. And likewise, Jackie.
0: Oh, no worries. Jamie, on the website, when we release the podcast, um, we'll have your details so that people can get in touch with you, find out what you're doing and all this um, new exciting stuff. Hopefully we'll be in the world soon. So thank you again, Jamie.
1: Pleasure.
2: You could be larger than life. Oh